Hey everybody and welcome to my show. Hey, uh, this is uh, Japan Education with me, Lawrence. Um, this is a podcast. It's a new podcast, so it's not, you know, completely 100%, uh, you know, uh, cemented of, of how the podcast is going to be and everything like that. But the general idea is I'm a teacher in Japan and I'm going to talk about, you know, my life and things related to that uh, generally, uh, but also just anything that's been on my mind. Um, if you're if you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Um, I am, you know, <laughs> so this is the last day, or when I'm recording this, this is the last day of my summer vacation. And if you listened to the previous uh, English episode, you would know that uh, my summer vacation was cut very short this year due to the coronavirus and, and you know, schedule changes with the school. Uh, normally I would have like uh, a month, uh, more than a month of summer vacation, and this year I had one week. And uh, so that is ending today. Tomorrow I go back to work. Uh, today, I'm recording this, by the way, what day is it today? It's, um, it's Sunday, August 16th? Yeah, it's August 16th. And uh, going back to work tomorrow, which is going to be wh- whatever, it is what it is. Um, you know, this week has been really kind of interesting. First, I did zero work this week. I had work I could have done, and probably should have done. Um, oh, and my cat, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but uh, my cat wants to join in the conversation. Um, but anyways, I, I did have work that I could have done, and I didn't do it. And as a result, you know, this coming week is probably going to be quite busy for me. It's going to be quite hectic. But I just, you know, like my my vacation was cut short. I've been working. So, you know, vacation cut short means that actual working time was extended, right? So I've been working more than I usually had. We had a longer term than I usually would have had uh, before vacation. And, you know, I was just tired. And I think I talked about being tired last time. But, like, yeah, I was just tired. And I just decided, you know what, I do have work that I could do and probably should do. But, like, I just have one week of vacation. I'm just not going to do any work. And I did. I, I took a complete break from working and did nothing absolutely nothing related to work aside from a few like just communicative emails here and there with students who who sent me messages but uh, other than that really I mean that you know just a a few minutes here and there and uh you know well I don't really know how refreshed it makes me feel I'll know better tomorrow when I actually go back to work and, and kind of get back into the groove of working if I feel kind of more refreshed and ready for it. But I, I mean, I do think it was good that I just took a break, you know, I, I, I tend to be kind of a workaholic. Uh, I, I really like my job and I know I've talked about that before. I'm not going to go into 
that again and again and again, but it is something, it's true. I really like my job and I enjoy doing it. And so uh, I do tend to um, throw myself into work quite a lot, just, um, and uh, I would consider myself kind of a workaholic at times. I, I, do, I go through waves, I guess. Um, but anyways, um, it, it was, I think it was good that I just, you know, stepped back and didn't do anything related to work. So what did I do this week? Um, I've got a, a two, there are two main things that have been on my mind this week that I, I kind of maybe thought I would talk about today. First, um, let's see, let's talk about the, the lighter thing first. <laughs> so the lighter thing is I, um, I joined a crossword tournament. I, I'm a big fan of crossword puzzles. I've been doing crossword puzzles uh, for years now. I mean, I did them a little bit here and there when I was really young, when I was in like high school and, and college, but I didn't really get into them until after I graduated college. Um, and I discovered kind of the, the world of like indie crossword uh, construction and indie crossword uh, puzzles. Um, there's a really cool whole whole subculture out there of these just independent crossword puzzle makers who just make them and put them out online. Some of them put them out for free. Some of them have like pay subscription services. Some of them do it through Patreon, uh, things like that. But there's there's a whole world, the whole you know subculture of these people who are making uh, independent crossword puzzles. And when I say independent, that means like outside of like major publications like you know the New York Times is, is like kind of the the most famous and well-known uh, at least in the U United States um, the New York Times crossword puzzles are like USA Today um, they they put out great puzzles and I do those puzzles also but I discovered this like like indie world of, of puzzle making and puzzle the crossword puzzles and uh, it like really when I discovered that that kind of uh, triggered or, or started my uh, real fascination and, and uh, obsession and, and love of crossword puzzles. And um, that really didn't happen until kind of after I moved here to Japan, um, where, you know, crossword puzzles, they do exist here, actually. Um, they're done in Japanese with the... the I think they're usually done with hiragana or katakana. Um, I don't think they use kanji in the crossword puzzles, although they certainly could. But I, I think they're done entirely with hiragana. Um, but they're they're not really popular. They're not a big thing. Um, they 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 exist, and I think people generally know what they are. But most people, I would say, are have likely never done a crossword in people in Japan. Um, uh, and probably very rarely actually come across them in, in their lives. But I think they generally know what they are. But anyways, um, so it, it's... Um, uh, why did I go into that? Oh, because I moved to Japan and then I became interested in crosswords. So because crosswords are not really a big thing here, I've just had to enjoy this hobby 
from afar, meaning like this is a, mostly like a, a Western culture thing. Uh, it's big in America. I think in England, crosswords and cryptic crosswords and things like that are, are quite popular. Um, so like in the Western world, um, uh, crosswords are popular, or at least <laughs> they, this is that's where most of this subculture is happening. Um, it's pretty much entirely happening in, in the Western world. Um, and of course, you know, it makes sense. English-speaking countries, native English-speaking countries, of course. Um, but anyways, so I've been enjoying this hobby from afar. And um, this whole time that I've been doing this hobby, I've really wanted to jo join into... Uh, crossword puzzle tournaments. They're tournaments where people get together and they uh, they do crossword puzzles and they kind of compete and race to see who can finish them fastest and, and get uh, all, them all correct and things like that. Um, these, these tournaments, there are many different tournaments that happen all over the United States. I'm sure they happen in England as well and probably in Canada too, but uh, I'm mostly aware of the ones in the United States. Um, but uh, they've been happening you know, for a long time, and I've really wanted to join them for a, a long time, but I have been unable to, obviously, because I live here. Um, but with the pandemic, now everything is going online and everything's being done virtually, and I finally had a chance to join a crossword puzzle tournament because uh, one of the uh, the ones that I've most wanted to join, which is called Lollapazoola, um, just happened yesterday. Um, in It usually happens in New York City uh, in August, but... Uh, but this week it was done online and so I could join they set up a, a twitch uh, stream for the hosts of it the organizers and hosts of it to to kind of broadcast their uh, throughout the whole tournament and then they set up a website for all the participants to log into with their own unique uh, you know login and password and then they put out the crosswords, you know, at certain times throughout the, the tournament. And people logged in and, and did their puzzles online. It was really, really cool. Really, really fun. Super nerdy. But great. Um, I think there were like, uh, there were over a thousand people uh, total in the, in the tournament. They were done in different divisions. There's the express division, which is like people who really compete and are really good and are quite fast and then I did what they called the local division which was out basically the kind of regular for more regular folks who are not like super geniuses um, the local division uh, was a little bit easier a little bit lower level um, so I joined in the local division in the local division there were about 850 people I think and uh, I finished in 600, I think 630 something place, which is, you know, uh, of course not great. It's, it's quite low, obviously, but like, you know, for first time doing a crossword puzzle tournament, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I had a great time doing it. It was tough because it was done in New York time. And it was done, I think it started at like 12... 30 New York City time, so like midday New York time, which happened to be 1.30 a.m. It started at 1.30 a.m. here <laughs> and went until 8 a.m. 
So I basically had to, I mean, the good thing was I was on vacation so I could prepare for it and plan ahead. So like, but I had to stay up all night to join in this, <laughs> in this tournament. Um, so I, I planned ahead, you know, on, uh, it was just last night. And so yesterday I, I took lots of like naps throughout the day so that I could be well rested and, and have enough energy to stay up all night and keep my mind sharp as I stayed up all night. And um, it was great. It, there were uh, the way these tournaments work is like there's five or at least the way this one worked there's five puzzles and basically you get um, you get a score for every puzzle that you do and then your score is based on um, how much time is left on the clock so it's a time limit for each puzzle and your score is based on how much time is left on the clock when you finish the puzzle um, and then you also get penalties if you have any incorrect squares, like you have any one uh, cell of the uh, puzzle is incorrect, then uh, you get a penalty. And also, um, you get a bonus if you're 100% correct. So the first incorrect square uh, is in, in effect like a really big penalty because you're missing out on the bonus of having 100% correct. Plus, you also get a penalty of uh, having one incorrect square. Then after that, having more incorrect squares is much less of a penalty. So um, there's a, a big, big incentive to get 100% correct. But if you don't get 100% correct, you're not hugely punished for having like several incorrect squares. So uh, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I did... So we, there were five puzzles in like the regular round, and then the the finalists, the top scorers, go on to the to do like the final puzzles. Um, so I just did the five in the regular rounds because I did not do well enough to go to the finals. Um, but uh, in the five puzzles, I think three of the five I got perfect, 100% correct, and then the last two were super hard. They were nuts and. Um, I, the last two had a 40 minute time limit. The, the earlier ones were only, the first one had a 20 minute time limit. I think I finished in like seven minutes or so. Uh, the second one had a 25 minute time limit, I think. And I think I finished in like 12 minutes. And then the third one had a 30 minute time limit. I think I, it, it took me about 20 minutes. Um, and then the fourth and fifth one were 40 minute puzzles. And both of those took me the entire 40 minutes, and I did not finish them. Like, they were super hard for me. Um, the people that, you know, ended up doing well and going into the finals and winning, those people are nuts. They finished every puzzle, including the really hard ones, in like three minutes or less. It is insane. I don't know how people can do that. Um, obviously, I need more practice. But it was really fun. I, I'm really glad I, I joined in. And um, I hope I get more opportunities to do that. Although it would be nicer if they were at better times so I didn't have to stay up all night to join in them. Uh, this one just happened to work out where I was on vacation at the same time, so it didn't really matter <laughs> that I could I was staying up all night. Um, I could, you know, deal with it. But anyways, that's the first thing that um, 
was on my mind this week. So like the whole week, I was getting ready for it. I was preparing for it. I was doing puzzles all, all week and and really getting my mind ready, and uh, just getting hyped and and psyched out for it. And uh, man, it was fun. Anyways, next thing. The second thing is uh, not so. Uh, light of a thing, but I think it's interesting and it's something that's been on my mind this week, something that I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this week. So I came across this TV show, a Japanese TV show uh, on YouTube, um, but it's like an actual TV show that is aired on, I think, on cable television um, in, in Japan. Um, and it is, the title of the show is News Joshi. Joshi means girls, and news is news, so it's like news girls, um, and it is, I mean, uh, let's see, let me try and just describe the show basically without any kind of <laughs> judgment, uh, which I'll get to later. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, or if you've seen my Instagram, you've already seen me, uh, you know, write, post about this on Instagram this week, um, which, by the way, let me plug again uh, for anyone who happens to be listening. I am at Lawrence Dennis, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-D-E-N-E-S, on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I, I post fairly often. Um, but anyways, uh, and also I do respond to uh, messages sent to me, or to most, I think, as long as it's not trolls. <laughs> I do respond to, to messages sent to me, so like, if you uh, want to send me a message, that's the place to, to reach me. Anyways, um, so, this show is essentially, I checked the, the homepage of the show, and I looked at the Wikipedia article for the show. It's, it's, it's meant to be a show that is trying to get young girls uh, kind of aware of and conscious of and interested in the news, which I think is a, a very noble thing. I think that's a good cause. I think that's a good purpose. Um, the way that it's done, I think, is very, very sexist and extremely inappropriate and and actually counterproductive for what their you know may, maybe ultimate goal should be which is you know to hopefully get girls interested enough to the point where they participate in politics and whether that means you know actually pursuing a career in politics or at the very least you know voting um, I, I think that should be the ultimate goal. Um, Japan, like many countries, uh, including, I think, the United States, uh, but Japan has a, a, a big problem of voter apathy among youth voters. Their, their voter turnout among uh, people in their 20s is extremely low. It's, it's the lowest turnout of any age group um, for every election. It's pretty consistently that way. And so um, I think the, the goal of trying to get young people and young women as well is because that, that is an underrepresented voice in politics and in Japanese politics uh, especially um, is a great goal. Um, the execution, however, so let me explain. This show is, uh, every episode has a panel it has two panels, basically, that discuss the news. On the one side, there is a panel of young girls that are representative of 
hope who they hope the viewership to uh i guess you know, see their representation of themselves in, or maybe their kind of role model in. You know, if if their goal is to appeal to young women viewers, then they, that's you know why they have this panel of young girls. Um, so the the girls are generally um, models or actresses or what they call uh, talento in Japan, which just means talent, but it, it actually refers to um, kind of celebrity uh, celebrities who appear on television, basically. <laughs> That's what talento is. Um, Japanese TV is is largely just variety shows or talk shows. There's, n I mean, they do have dramas and, and you know, um, uh, scripted shows like that, but it is... They have a, a huge amount of just reality shows or talk shows or, or you know, um, just uh, variety shows where people are, are just sitting around and talking about something. Um, and so uh, they have pe the people who appear on those shows are, are generally referred to as talent, the talento. So the, the panel of girls that is on this particular show on News Girls is made up of like models and talent and, and also female news announcers news uh casters but uh they're not journalists i mean they they uh they're not really journalists there's uh gosh this is this is a whole other discussion but japan also has this uh um specific job title of joshi ana Joshiana, which uh, stands for Joshi, is the same as News Joshi, the name of the show. It means girl. So Joshi, uh, girl, uh, Anna is short for announcer, and it means like news announcer. Um, they are girls who are r like reporters of on news shows, but they're not like journalists. They just read the news. They're not like they're not writing the news. They're not generally I, they're not making their own stories they're not um you know f uh, creating their own content generally they are uh just readers of the news um and it's it's that is also a very sexist job position that but that's another discussion but anyways they also appear on this this show uh, on news girls so that that's the the generally the panel of of girls is like young girls who are quite popular with you know general young women in japan in society so they're meant to be kind of the hook to grab um the the young girl viewership which is great i, I mean that's fine i guess um then on the other side and it, they are if you watch the show, they are actually physically separated. So you, ha they are physically, you know, seated on one side as the girls, and on the other side is the second panel, which is entirely of older men, and they are men who are like politicians or former politicians or uh, newscasters or scholars or experts in their particular field or professors or things like that. Um, so they are they are the panel of experts it, but it is always 100% men okay and the entire show is it's an hour long show and it is you know watching this panel of men of older male experts explaining the news to these young women and then they ask them like what they think about it and stuff um 
you know, which, you know, it's good that they're asking them to, to think about it and, and giving them a voice as well, but like, the explaining part is always done entirely on the side of men, of these older men. Um, it is extremely, I mean, it just screams mansplaining. It's mansplaining the TV show. It's, it's, it's nuts that this happens. Um, uh, on my Instagram page, and you can still see it if you want to look, because uh, I have saved it in my, the highlights of my stories on my Instagram profile. Um, you can see, like, I, I took one particular clip of the show, but it, it really is just, I mean, the entire show is like this. So, like, this is not an isolated example. This is just one example of, of several um, and, uh, the, the clip that I posted, you, you see, like, the, uh, the host of the show, or the MC is, who is a man, is explaining to the girls that, like, uh, the, uh, President Trump's national security advisor referred to President Xi Jinping as, uh, or compared him to Stalin. Um, and then he stops and says, uh, to the girls, I mean, clearly, just straight to the girls, do you guys know who Stalin is? And then without even waiting for them to answer, he just goes into an explanation of Stalin and who Stalin was. And then um, just obviously, like you can see in his body language, his body is complete. When he's explaining this, it is completely 100% directed towards the girls. And then he turns to the men only when he asks for confirmation of information. He's like, I think it was like 25 million people, right? And and he he turns to the men then, and they confirm it for him, and then he looks back at the girls and, and, and continues to explain. And that's, I mean, that is just what the entire show is. It is the men, it, it is assumed that the men know all the information. It is assumed that the girls do not know the information. Um, and, and it's just like, you know, because this panel of men is like, they're experts, they're scholars, they're politicians, they're, you know, it just, I mean, uh, there's so much. I mean, it's obvious to me, it's obviously sexist. Now, what I have learned this week is that not everybody sees it so obviously as sexist. Um, which, you know, has been kind of eye-opening to me. I mean, I, I guess, of course, not everyone would obviously see it as sexist. I, I should realize that because the show exists. And, you know, people probably, they probably didn't set out to create sexist content. Um, you know, like, I, I doubt that that was a, a conscious intention of theirs when they were making this show I think it's just it goes to sh represent it shows uh, kind of where the culture is here and uh, at, at what point uh, you know where where they're situated in term you know compared to the United States in terms of gender equality and their kind of general public awareness and sentiment of these kinds of issues and um, so anyway, since I, I posted that uh, about this show and my feelings about this show and, uh, you know, that this is very sexist and um, 
like why couldn't they include female experts on the panel of experts why couldn't they include young men on the panel of 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 people who don't know about the news um like the wikipedia page for the show quotes the the core concept of the show as quote and and this is wikipedia quoting a source so it's not i'm not quoting wikipedia here this is the quote of the source of what is the core concept for the show it's it is quote like uh ojisama which is like in it's a very respectful and honorable term for an older man in japan and it's kind of endearing as well um ojisama explain the news to young girls in a way that is fun and easy to understand and it's like oh my god like it's so condescending (laughs) i mean it's obviously it's i mean first of all with just the word ojisama you're already putting the men on a pedestal on a higher level than the girls right because sama is is a a very honorific uh, prefix that you attach to someone's name or someone's title, um, Sama, like the emperor of Japan, you would attach Sama to his to his name, <laughs> or to to the word emperor and Sama, right? Like you, Sama is extremely polite and honor honorific, um, and so like saying saying Oji Sama is like you're already putting them above the girls. Uh, rather than on the same level, you know, um, the, whereas the girls, you're, you just call them women. <laughs> They're just Jose, uh, which is women. Um, and so like, yeah, uh, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously I, I have my feelings about it and I have very strong feelings about it. Going back to what I was saying, when I posted about this on Instagram, um, you know, a few other people ended up sharing it and it spread a little bit beyond my general usual sphere of just follower, my, my own followers. Um, and I got some messages from people that I don't know, um, you know, but um, people, I did get a few messages from people that I do know as well. Um, but I, I got some messages from people that I don't know that said like, it was very interesting and these are from Japanese people and from both men and women and they said um, in Japanese like or no actually one person did write to me in English as well but it was a Japanese person writing in English to me um, saying basically the same thing which is you know I understand your point and I I do see that like yeah they probably could improve it by putting women in the panel of experts um but i don't think it is as sexist as you think it is i mean the, it is a show that is trying to make young girls interested in the news and and you know trying to help them understand the news and so that is the intention and so it makes sense that they would have the news being explained to young girls on the show itself uh, in a way that is easy to understand and and enjoyable to watch Um, and uh, it was just very interesting 
that like, I mean, people were very respectful in their conversations with me. I tried to be very respectful in my conversations back with them, but like, I do really feel like it is extremely sexist. <laughs> like, I, I was very respectful in saying like, oh, that's, yeah, I, I understand your feelings and I understand where you're coming from. Um, but like, you know, it's just like, to me, it says like, because everything about this show, like, first of all, the fact that it is always, and I watched previous episodes of this as well, like, the core concept of the show includes the distinction that it is always going to be men explaining the news to women. It is always men explaining to women. There is never any mixture of genders in on either side. Um, and... You know, because when you watch the show, you can see they are also physically separated on the set of the show. The men are on one side, the women are on the other side, um, with the host in the middle. There's actually two hosts, and one is a man and one is a woman, and they are also separated in the same way as the panel. So the man is on the same, the, ma the male host is sitting on the same side as the male panel, the female host is sitting on the same side as the female panel. So it is, it is literally, the set is split in half as the men's side and the women's side. And, um, you know, it's just, there is a literal physical separation, but I, I think that also sends a message of like an underlying unspoken message of like to you know if a girl watches this like that's great if it makes them interested and if it helps young girls to understand the news that is great but it is also sending the message that you know in this panel of politicians and professors and scholars you don't have a place here and your place is always on this side. Your place is always on the side where men will explain it to you. But you don't, you know, we want you to understand the news. We want you to be interested in it. And we want you to, to know what's going on. But you don't actually have a place to participate in it. You, your side will always be outside of the people who are actually involved the scholars and the politicians and the professors and things like that you don't have a place here in this world i think that's the message that it is sending and that is where i think that the crux of it is and that, that's where i think it's really quite damaging it's actually kind of a it's a dangerous um you know damaging uh, a show like it can be potentially you know um, I don't know if you know I, I'm not trying to say that that is the intention of the people who created the show you know they in all likelihood they actually do want women to become more involved and to participate more in in politics or, or society in whatever way that they can but, I mean, it is already so hard for girls to join into the, and to become part of those worlds, to become part of politics, to become, uh, you know, part of uh, whatever, economics or whatever, like anything that's happening in, in the news, uh, in, in global issues, whatever. Um, this show is creating a wall 
where there is already a wall existing for girls. Like there's already a challenge for girls to get into that world. You, they're just solidifying it. They're making it even stronger. And so that's that's why I think this show is is bad. And and um, uh, you know what I will say is like. I'm glad I posted that because it, it did lead to interesting conversations. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't judge the people that sent me messages saying they don't think it's as, as sexist as I seem to be saying it is. Like, I, that's fine. Um, it's just kind of indicative to me of like where the culture is here. <laughs> um, that That is another indication of like, you know, the, the difference in, understanding about gender equality and the difference in in just kind of uh what society what the society here thinks gender equality means i think is actually different from what say american society thinks gender equality means um uh, so i i don't really <laughs> i don't really have a way to wrap up this this discussion of what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, but that—that's just been, you know, because I, I stumbled across that show this week. Uh, I have been thinking about it this week and talking with people about it this week, so it's continued to be on my mind because these conversations are still ongoing with with people online um, through Instagram. Um, I'm still sending messages back and forth with people about it, and they're very civil conversations. These people are very very. Uh, polite, and I am doing my best to be extremely polite and courteous to them as well. Um, and, but I think that's good. I think that is also just another positive thing. This is kind of public discourse, or or even private discourse. I guess this is private discourse, but um, discourse about these topics when people don't actually agree, but like civil discourse where people are just being respectful of each other is like it's something that. You know, in American culture, we so severely lack these days. <laughs> when people don't see eye to eye, they get so vitriolic so quickly, especially online. Um, but like, even in person these days, like if you know, you'll see, you can see in in like the the Black Lives Matter protests and videos of that of like you know people who disagree with them are so so or not always but can be so vitriolic and vice versa you know the other way around as well uh, um, so it, it is nice to just have these nice civil conversations with people where we don't actually see eye to eye really but we're just talking about it and, and that's cool uh, so anyways um, going forward um I am trying to figure out kind of what to do about this because I don't want it to just be something that I post about once and then kind of move on. Um, I actually really think this show is not good and I think it should change. And so I'm, I'm trying to, so things I'm considering, um, starting a position, uh, not a position, a petition on change.org, which I, I probably will at some point this week, maybe. Um, I have gone online to the uh, website of the TV production house. Uh, it, it is um, 
the company that produces the show and the the channel is called DHC and that's the name of the company that produces it as well DHC is a cosmetics company actually um, so like you know young women are right in their target market as well um, so like th they are speaking to young women and they are a company that markets to young women uh, or just to women in general but um, and so you know, as a, as a company that does market to women, I think they owe it to be more responsible. It's a large company. It's a, it's a really big cosmetics company. Um, and so, I, anyways, I, I've gone onto their their website, uh, and I've sent them an email. I also went onto their Facebook and posted a comment on their Facebook page about it. Um, you know, I. I've, I kind of want to see if this can gain any kind of momentum and maybe actually just change this show. I mean, it's a small thing, but I think every, I don't think, I, I know that there are bigger problems out there, There, but there's always bigger problems out there. That I don't think that is a reason to trivialize the small battles. Um, so I think this is, I, I, I think it's worth pursuing, um, you know, trying to change. Um, you know, even if they just started adding females onto their panel of experts who are explaining the news, that is just a small thing that they could do to enact change and to improve the show and to make it more inclusive. And, and like, that's it. That's an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to change that would make a huge difference, you know? So, uh, yeah, okay that's all i've talked for a long time today um i'm gonna stop now um thank you so much for uh listening again if you want to send me a message uh instagram is the way to do that and uh also if you wanted to see the the stories that i was talking where i posted about this tv show you can see that on my highlights and my it is the most recent highlight of my stories on my profile page there's japanese first but then i put the english after that so just keep watching if you want to see the english um and uh so my my profile one more time is at uh lawrence dennis it's my full name and it's spelled l-a-w-r-e-n-c-e-d-e-n-e-s i need to think of like a snappier way to plug my instagram because I, I i mean my name my last name has an unusual spelling so i i probably need to spell it every time and there's two different ways to spell lawrence so uh, i should spell that every time as well but like i need to think of a more a snappier way to do that but anyways uh that's all thanks so much for listening uh if you uh <laughs> stayed listening this whole way through i really appreciate it send me a message say hello and uh i will talk to you next time bye bye